Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, the righteous live by faith. Paul quotes the prophet Habakkuk in his statement of the theme of his letter to the Romans. He writes, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, that is, of the good news, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, that is, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Now, Paul is taking that statement from the lips of the prophet Habakkuk. In Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4, which reads, Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him. Now that is a reference to the Babylonians whom God is sending as a judgment upon his people Judah. So, behold, his, that is the Babylonian soul, is puffed up. It is not upright within him, but... The righteous shall live by his faith. So there's a contrast that's been present in this verse. Now let me read it also from the Amplified Version. Look at the proud one. His soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. And then these words are supplied in the true God. Let me read that again. Look at the proud one. His soul is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by his faith in the true God. Now, the Apostle Paul is drawing from Habakkuk and from this statement, and he's applying it to the righteous who are righteous by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. His whole letter to the Romans revolves around this theme of the righteousness of God. It's very important that we understand what he means by the righteousness of God, and righteousness of God uh, can refer to God's own righteousness, that is his attribute. It can also refer to that gift of God which he gives to his people by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that's basically what he's talking about in Romans chapter 1, and this is made very clear if we turn over to Romans chapter 3. And verse 21 says, But now, apart from the law, God's righteousness has been revealed, attested by the law and the prophets. Well, Habakkuk is a prophet. Here he's testifying to it. That is, what's testified? That is that God's righteousness through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. So, this is Paul's statement. It's the great theme of his letter to the Romans, and he's drawing from Habakkuk. Now, there are examples of what it means for the righteous to live by faith in the Word of God in what we call the Old Testament, that is, the First Testament, that which came to us under the First Covenant. And that's the role that Habakkuk plays. He is a prophet while Israel is under the Mosaic Covenant. And Israel and Judah, God's people, have violated that covenant. And in the violation of that covenant, not once, but 
repeatedly throughout centuries, God now is unleashing his judgment against them. His wrath has been kindled, and he is going to remove them from the land. But let's get into Habakkuk's mindset, okay, and see if you can follow along with me. Habakkuk is not a very large book. It's a very small prophetic book. And Habakkuk, in the context, begins with a complaint, basically, to God. His complaint to God is, look at all the violence around us. Don't you see what your people are doing? They're full of evil. They're full of violence, and the violence increases all the time. There's lawlessness and, and violence and wickedness. is everywhere. God, do something. Your honor is at stake. You need to intervene. You need to get your people straightened out. That's what Habakkuk is saying. The sins of Judah, don't you see them? Why don't you do something, God? And God's answer to him is, I am doing something. You don't know it right now behind the scenes, but it's working, and it's in process, and it's on its way, and it shall come. It shall come, and it shall not be delayed. Now, what was that answer? Well, his answer is, I've read it, the Babylonians. They're already conquering other people right now, and their next destination is Judah. They're coming, and they're going to be my instrument of judgment against Judah and against the wickedness. So I'm doing something, Habakkuk. I'm going to do something quite severe. I'm going to take my people, and I'm going to remove them from the land. There is going to be a great destruction that is going to come upon them. Judgment is around the corner. I'm going to judge the people's sins righteously. Now, Habakkuk is quite upset. Listen to him as he speaks to the Almighty God. What? How can you use a people more sinful than us to punish us? What's in your mind? How can that fit your character? You're a holy God. You can't even bear to look upon wickedness. And here they are. The Babylonians are far worse than the people of Judah. They're more wicked than anybody on the face of the earth, God. How can you use that wicked instrument against your people? Yes, we've sinned. Yes, we need to be straightened out, but surely you ought to do something better than that. That is not befitting of your character, God. Well, in fact, the prophet becomes so full of himself that he says the following words, I am going to station myself on the ramparts until you answer me, God. He's going to go up on to the high place of a building. And he's going to be looking toward the direction that he thinks Babylon might be coming from. And he's sort of, he's sort of putting God to a kind of a day, telling God, you owe me an explanation. Now you give me an answer. It's amazing how we can sin sometimes in our righteousness, <laughs> in our relationship with God, when we question him. We question him in periods of judgment, in periods of sorrow, in periods where we don't understand the evil that's around us or the evil that has come to us or come to those we love. So Habakkuk says, I'm going to station myself on these ramparts until you answer me, God. I'll take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower. I'll look out to see what you have to say to me and what I will answer 
concerning my complaint. God, he says, God, I'm expecting an answer from you and I'll give you my reply. Well, Yahweh answered him. This is what Yahweh said. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits his appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Behold, his soul is puffed up. That is Nebuchadnezzar. That is the Babylonians. It is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by faith. And he concludes with these words at the end of chapter 2. But Yahweh is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. So this was God's answer. He evidently has shown Habakkuk a vision of the invading hordes of the Babylonians that are on their way to Judah. And he's saying, this is coming. It's plain. And what you need to do as my spokesman is you need to deliver the message. The vision awaits his appointed time. It hastens to its end. It will not lie. It is coming. It seems slow, but wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. I will handle the problem of the violence of the land and the wickedness that consumes my people. When God has made this great revelation of himself, Habakkuk is struck with silence. That's what it means when he says, Yahweh is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. And from that position now of humility before God, of being brought down to size, Habakkuk says a prayer. The prayer of Habakkuk the prophet. And this is what he says, in part. O Yahweh, I've heard the report of you and your work. O Yahweh, do I fear. In the midst of the years, revive it. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Teman and the Holy One from Mount Paran. Think on these things. Now, he then reviews some of the history of how God judged the nations around the people of the Hebrews as they journeyed from their slavery in Egypt toward the Canaan. God judged those nations who came against the people that he had delivered. Now, those people he delivered even sinned against him in the wilderness, so much so that in actuality, all of them that came out of Egypt died except for two. It was their children born to them in the 40 years of wandering that entered into the land. Habakkuk, recalling this holy history of God's judgment on the nations, he knows that Babylon is going to be the instrument, but Babylon will not get away with it. God may use the wicked, more wicked, to punish his people. But in the end, the more wicked will perish, but his people will be saved. So Habakkuk now says this, as all of this sinks in, he writes these words, I hear and my body trembles. My lips quiver at the sound 
rottenness enters into my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. That's the effect physically it has upon him, this revelation that God has given of his judgment, his holy judgment. And he says, yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon the people who invade us. I'm going to wait. God will judge the Babylonians even as he judges his people, but their judgment will be far worse and they will see the end, destruction. But your people, O oh Lord, will still survive. And he concludes with this great affirmation of what it means for a righteous one, one upright in the presence of God to live by faith. He says these words, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. These are the judgments, so much so that the land is basically without food, and nothing's coming forth, even if this is the situation, O God. Yet I will rejoice in Yahweh, I rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Yahweh, the sovereign, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. Habakkuk shows us what it means to live by faith. It doesn't mean that we may not have questions about God's dealings. But it does mean this. No matter how God executes his judgments, we have confidence in him, in his holy character, his love for his people, and his holiness and righteousness. And he, in his righteousness, through love, will take care of his people. Though judgment may come and though sorrows may roll like the waters. Remember the hymn writer, Horatius, when he said these words, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, yet I, I will say it is well. It is well with my soul. How can we say that? We can only say that when in the humility of one who sees God for who he is can say, no matter what happens, no matter what I witness, no matter what I endure, I will rejoice in Yahweh and I will take joy in the God of my salvation. I leave all the outcome to him because I know the Holy One will do that which is right and ultimately that which is good for his people and that which brings glory to his name. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. Remember, the righteous live by faith in the God of our salvation.